Get it big, get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. We bring you local news, business news, international sports and entertainment news right here on GTR. GTR. Good day and welcome to the afternoon news on Ghana Talks Radio. My name is Sandra Asante. Top stories. Teachers mercilessly lash final year student. Robbers robbed and shot a man at Kwashiman. Former President Mahama is clueless. Food and Agriculture Minister. This and more stories coming up after the break. Stay tuned. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. Back from the break to a very first story. According to report, one man was shot in the leg after robbers attacked him and made away with the money he withdrew from the bank. In a video on social media the robbers were seen speeding off on their motorbikes after shooting the victim and making away with his money passerby who were around when the incident took place watched amazement and fear as the robbers set off a final year student of wisdom hill international school at apotoja gloria Safo has been beaten mercilessly by teachers of the school over class work according to the victim they were given a class work which she couldn't perform well after marking then the science and math teacher of the school apoboka hackman laid down the girl on the table with four strong boys in the school to give the feeble student 10 heavy lashes at the back and the butt. Not satisfied with the punishment, he called his other colleagues, who is also an English and French teacher of the school, Emmanuel Watson, and he also lashed out the girl 10 at the back and the butt. The 19-year-old fell unconscious and was rushed home by colleagues. When the girl was sent to the hospital for treatment, the health professionals were shocked at the injury and they advised the parent to report the matter to the police. The case was reported to the Fijiasi police, but no development and poor girl's back and bat have been wrought. The worst part of it is that the poor final year student victim and her four junior brothers had been dismissed from the school by the school proprietor. The fate of the poor girl now is hanging. She can't sit nor sleep because of the injuries at her back and butt. We'll be speaking to the father of the girl in some time soon. But before that, a 32-year-old trader, A.C. Arthur, has been arrested by the Aguna Suadri police for allegedly killing her husband, Francis Anthony, 44, at Gomwa Ekropong for cheating. According to report, angry family members of the deceased besieged the Suadri police station, demanding the release of the suspect to be lynched. The deceased father, Ebenezer Anthony, announced or said his daughter-in-law hit his son in the head with four wood twice killing him instantly in an interview with the media ebenezer Inyansa revealed that his daughter-in-law had been threatening to kill his son for having another child outside but they thought it was just a joke until the sudden day Still on local stories, a chief of Kotoku in the Ga West municipality of the Greater Accra region, Ni Kwei Trudu II, has called on Ghanaians to stop attacking the president for appointing more guns and adangbes in the MMDCE list. According to the chief, 
president cannot appoint a person to be a DCE or MCE in another region. Ni Kuei Chu said he do not know why some party members are criticizing and vandalizing party properties because government has appointed more guns. The Kotoku chief appealed to the president to appoint more indigents into government offices. In a press conference today at Kotoku, Ni Kuei Chu II said it was a mistake for anyone to criticize the president on the appointment of the MMDCEs. You are still tuned into the afternoon news on Ghana Talks Radio for more local stories. According to the grieved youth, it is becoming one too many of the municipal chief executive MCEs to be always nominated for the Ibuakwa South municipality from Chebi as a detriment of other towns. The pro Protesters held placards as they marched through the streets of Apitra in the protest against President Kufuado, who has nominated Akosia Asabia Anand to replace Kodro Oforisa for as MCE. Two primary six pupils of Ahafo, Kenya, seat number two uh, in, the, in the western region, have been drawn after taking a dive in the New Mont Dam in Ahafo. Tutukan. The pupils have been identified as 13-year-old David Opoku and 14-year-old Thomas Opoku. It is unclear the reasons for visiting the dam, but Ochiame of Ahafu Tutuka, Nana Yao Ofori, giving details to the development, said the council arranged for divers and swimmers to rush to the rescue of the children after they were notified of the drowning. He added that when they got to the scene, there were no sign of the two boys and the effort of five divers were seeming futile. It took incantation and libation for the divers to reach the middle course where one of the boys was discovered the second one also was found shortly after however both were dead before help arrived and the police assistance they have been conveyed to the saint elizabeth hospital morgue away from local stories we now get some Business stories and the Minister for Food and Agriculture, Mr. Owusu Efriyi Akoto, has disclosed that farmers in the commercial farming are not entitled to the subsidized fertilizers from the government, contrary to claims by former President John Jumani Mahama, who he describes as clueless. According to him, small scale farmers are the target, and therefore, it is wrong for the former president to say that his brother, who is cultivating 300 acres of farmland, is not getting support from the government in that sense. This comes after Mr. Mahama on the Sonyani-based radio station attributed the rising cost of food to the government's failure to fund the planting for food and jobs program. More business story. Appealing to Ghanaians and the general public, the National Disaster Management Organization, NADMO, has advised Ghanaians to stop buying and selling under grid co-high tension lines. The Ghana East Municipal NADMO Director, Mr. Seth Kisi, offered this advice after visiting Domi Kwabina Agbogba, a showman in other parts of the municipality where people are doing businesses and are also staying under grid co-high tensions. According to Mr. Seth Kisi, the danger of trading under such high-tension cables for outweigh the profit of any business transaction. He revealed further that due to the weight of the cables and fire outbreaks, the wires could snap or sag, thereby causing electric shock. He said this could lead to disabilities, life-threatening injuries, or even death. Mr. Kisi said the safest distance to the wires should be 5.5 meters or 11 steps away. He further advised the public to observe the safety rules to avoid electrocution or any kind of electrical accident. 
You are still tuning to the afternoon news on Ghana Talks Radio, some international story. And at least 46 people have died in Madagascar in a clash between cattle thieves and villages. The attack took place in the Morovitz-Ika commune in the southeast of the country. Around 120 armed men carried out the raid on two villages, Ambohit Sohi and Vohit Simbe. The country's Human Rights Commission says it will conduct an independent investigation into the attacks. It is said it will also help provide better security for local people. Algeria has closed its airspace to all Moroccan civil and military aircraft, the Algerian presidency has said. The move was announced in view of the continual provocations and hostile practices of the Moroccan side, according to the statement. This comes less than a month after Algeria cut diplomatic relations with Morocco. The decision was arrived at after a meeting of the High Security Council chair by President Abiy Majid Tabouin. The move will only affect 15 weekly flight which link morocco with tunisia turkey and egypt a source at royal air macro the ram is quoted by the routers new agency as saying the sources describe the impact of ram as insignificant and said the relevant flight could reroute over to the mediterranean Amnesty International has accused gambian president adama Barrow of failing to repeal repressive laws that stifled press freedom in the country. The human rights group said the country had recorded more than 15 assaults on journalists in the last four years, according to its reports released on Wednesday. President Barrow came to power in 2017 on the back of a campaign promise to right the wrongs of the predecessors, Chami Yame, but Amnesty says oppressive laws curtailing human rights, including the right to freedom of expression and peaceful assembly, has not been amended. Still on international stories, we move to Mali and thousands of protesters have taken part in a rally in Mali's capital, Bamako, to call for close ties with Russia. The rally follows days of diplomatic tension between Paris and Bamako after Mali interim leader acknowledged that they were in talks with the Russian mercenary group Wengna. The Malayans who took to the street on Wednesday were supporting the transitional government. It's under pressure from France and regional group ECOWAS to hold elections in February and to renounce possible cooperation with Wengna. A voracious fire on Wednesday consumed a large part of San Miguel Lito Market, a third largest in San Salvador, which left no victim but did cause extensive damages. The spokesperson for the Salvadoran volunteer MEMS group, Commandos de Salvamento, Carlos Fuentes, reported that 14 people were treated for nervous breakdown as the flames consumed their store in the flower, handicraft, and pinanta areas. The columns of smoke from the fire could be seen from several meters around the flame were coming out of windows of the market as some vendors tried to salvage some of their belongings. San Miguelito is the third largest market in El Salvador's capital with 1,206 vendor stores. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. 
We now go for some entertainment story and pioneering filmmaker Malvin Van Pebbles, dubbed the godfather of black cinema, has died age 89 with director Spike Lee, Eva Duvernay and Barry Jenkins leading the tribute. Van Pebbles is famous for 1970s film including Watermelon Man and Sweet Setsbacks. Bassie's song died at home in New York on Tuesday. A family statement paid tribute to his relentless innovation. A final entertainment story hit TV comedy Dairy Girls has come to end following its forthcoming series, the creator has said. Writing on Twitter, Lisa McGee said it had always been the plan to say goodbye after three series. McGee said Dairy Girls is a love letter to the place she comes and the people who shaped her and it has been an honor for her. This is where I end today's afternoon news on Ghana Talks Radio. My name is Sandra Asante. You can get more news updates on our website, www.ghanatalksradio.com. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. And also, stay tuned for the Spot Tidbit. My name is Sandra Asante. Thanks for listening. Do have a blessed afternoon. Ghana Talks Radio, number one. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio. Join us on GTR for global tidbits and soccer. It's a goal! Tennis, boxing, and many other sporting activities. What a good shot! Tune in to GTR. What a stadium. What a stadium. Yes, you're welcome to the Sported Bait on Ghana Talks Radio. My name is Sandra Asante. So today, yeah, something happened yesterday. We all know about it. Manchester United is out of the league. Most of the fans are not excited about it, but it is what it is. And also, Manchester United team should have been allotted a penalty. This is what the uh, Ole Ghana is insisting that they should have been given uh, a penalty but you know whatever happens they are out of it and also uefa is disappointed with fifa binary world cup proposal as well and you know there have been a hullabaloo about this particular um proposal whether it should be four years two years i think it should be even one year i want to see the matches all the time so don't go anywhere and in ashanti good some players have been hmm I won't tell you now. Stay tuned. I'll be back and I'll tell you more about it. Join us on GTR for global tidbits and soccer. It's a goal! Tennis, boxing, and many other sporting activities. What a good shot! Tune in to GTR. What a stadium. What a stadium. You are welcome back. So, you know, Manchester United is out of the whole deal. And, you know, Manchester's boss is saying that he was caught into frustrated figure after his side crashed out of the Carabao Cup yesterday to West Ham. So, you know, Manuel Lanizi, um, uh, 10 minutes goal was enough to separate the sides and despite United throwing amazing Greenwood and Bruno Fernandes and registering, you know, 27 shots, they could not find all the important leveler and, you know... I'm sad for them, though. But let's continue. So, Sokshia is here to win a trophy in nearly uh, three years as United boys. And this is another chance which goes begging. And, you know, he could not fault his uh, players' attitude post-match. So, uh, it's quite sad. But what can we say? We don't... We can't do anything about it. They are out. I'm sad, though. But don't worry. We're talking to one sports enthusiast about this particular issue. So, we have to stay tuned. 
So away from that, yes, Marco Asensio stole uh, the show with a brilliant hat trick for Real Madrid as they thrash Maloka six goals to one to go to the top of the table. Also, Chelsea are through to the fourth round of the Carabao Cup after four three goals penalty shootout victory over Aston Villa. Mauricio Pochettino is yet to test defeat in League One this season after. Agraf uh, Hakimi helped state a dramatic late two goals to one victory against Mets yesterday as well. After two draws and two losses, Juventus finally secured their first win in Serie A and moved up to 12th place. Is it better for Cristiano Ronaldo to be at Juventus or Manchester United? Let's move on. So, Alexin. Yes, Alexander Lazaget and uh, Emmanuel Smith-Rowe and as well as A.D. Nketiah were on target as match range Arsenal beat AFC Wimbledon to book their place in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. Tottenham are also through to the fourth round of the Carabao Cup after penalty shootout to win over Wolves. Yes, so Rodriguez is here. James Rodriguez has joined Qatari club Al Ryan from Everton, yes. Away from that, UEFA has criticized FIFA over what is see as a promotional campaign in uh, support of the Banua World Cup before sufficient consultation has taken. They are saying that they are quite disappointed in it. You might never know. So whether it comes off or not, we still did. So away from that, <laughs> oh, this Manchester defeat, yeah, is making me weak and all that. But what can I say? So we are still... On the spotted bits, and we are moving on to you know the various stories I have for you today. And you know, uh, I'm waking by the defeat, oh, but I'm still going. I don't want the Manchester fans to feel bad, though, but they are out. So, Manuel Lazzini, hmm, he has to be arrested for making this extraordinary ultra for team just go to it. So, away from the defeat story. We move to rugby and Thompson, yes, rugby World Cup winner Steve Thompson, who was diagnosed with dementia at age 42, will donate his brain to scientist research brain trauma. Hey, he's going to <laughs> donate his brain, pal. This is serious. So Englishman Thompson is one of a group of former players suing rugby's governing body for negligence. So the Concussion Legacy uh, Project will use his brain to research Chronic traumatic um, epilopathy, that is CTE. The word is big though, but I've been able to mention. So, which can only be diagnosed after death. And Thompson said he was pledging uh, his brain to make the game safer. Oh, this is quite a good, you know, uh, donation. So, away from that, Exeter Center Oli. Devoto is still aiming to return to England's squad. He is still in rugby. And the 28-year-old has won two caps for England, the last against France in 2026 nations, having won two Premiership and European Champions Cup with the Chiefs. So he's quite excited about it. He's definitely going to reserve. So Devoto says both England and Exeter have given him advice and areas to work in order to improve his game and try to break into an England squad that currently includes four of his Exeter teammates. So away from that, boxing and Alexander Yusayak first laid eyes on Anthony Joshua 10 years ago. It was like 20 in 2011 and Yusayak was, you know, 
the crowd to watch Joshua compete at um, the World Championships in Azerbaijan. So you can imagine Joshua was bouting and Yusayak was watching. So you can see who the master is here. So Joshua was 21 and shocked everyone by reaching the finals where he was beaten by uh, Majidov. So Yusayak says he knew then Joshua would be an Olympic champion and the pair have been on a collusion course ever since. So they both turned pro in 2013 and both became undefined, you know, champions of their respective divisions. We actually going through this because they're having a bout of their Saturday day. Yes, you have to stay too for that particular battle because it's going to be fearless and fire. So, you say Egg was on match at Cruiserweight, uh, becoming undisputed champion in 2018 thanks to a punch perfect display against Murat Gassif. So, the Ukrainian claim his uh, first cup title in just uh, two uh, 10 flights as well as five bouts later was the undisputed king of division. His technical ability also and, you know, his rank craft was finally honored during an illustrious amateur career. Having started boxing at the age of 15, Yusayak would have 350 bouts as an amateur and taste defeat just 15 times. Hey, did you say 15 is just 15? a lot of times though but the 34 year old is vastly more experienced than joshua who had just 43 fights as an amateur but whatever happens i'm definitely knowing i know me personally i know who will be the winner so i'll tell you at the end of the show so isaac moved to the heavyweight uh has excited fight fans and he follows in the footsteps of the legs of david hay and evander holyfield so the two cruiserweight champions who were able to bridge the gap between heavyweight and become champions that's what we're looking forward this saturday so don't mess it up so away from boxing we go for some cricket story and australian prime minister scott morrison says there will be no special deals after boris johnson asked for families of england cricketers to be allowed to travel for the ashes so the first test begins on uh, 8th december but some england uh players are considering pulling out as a result of australia strict COVID-19 travel protocol. So the country plans to ease restrictions once 80% of adults are vaccinated. Morrison says that figure will reach 50% this week. So UK Prime Minister Johnson discussed the issue with Morrison at the dinner in Washington and they're actually saying that they will actually, they, they don't want to see a great deal of difference in skilled workers or students who will be able to come to Australia when they reach those vaccination rates. So that's how it's going to be like. So now disability sport yes and united states athletes competing at the belgian 2022 winter olympics and paralympics have been told they must be vaccinated against covid 19 whether they like it or they don't like it they have to get vaccinated they have to take the jab so american athletes do not have to be vaccinated at the tokyo 2020 but they are being vaccinated and the united states olympic and paralympic committee usopc guidelines said the health and well-being of all athletes is top priority so the winter olympics takes place from uh, 4th to 20th february with uh, the paralympic following from 4th to 13th of march so they have to get ready before this particular date sets 
in. So it said that it will consider exemptions of a case by case basis. You know, unvaccinated individuals who receive an exemption will be required to have a daily COVID 19 test, which will be paid uh, for by the organization that is uh, the US OPC. So around 100 of the 613 athletes representing the United States at the Tokyo Olympics had not received the COVID 19 vaccine. Yes, they have not. So they definitely have to do it before they go to Beijing because it can never happen like that. So away from um, disability sports, if you just join us, you are listening to the Sport Tidbit on Ghana Talks Radio. We now center our focus on uh, Formula One and the inaugural Miami Grand Prix will be held on 8th to uh, 6th to 8th May next year. So Miami Grand Prix Chief Executive Officer Richard Gregan said the circuit has their date confirmed with Formula One. So Miami becomes the second F1 race to review its scheduling for 2022 after Silverstone said this month that the British Grand Prix will be on 1st to 3rd of July. So F1 president, yes, I'm talking of Stefano Domi Nicali said this week that the 2022 calendar will be published on 15th of October. So look forward to the calendar being published on 15th. So that is after it has become confirmed by the FIA. Not just they're not just gonna publish it, but after it's confirmed by the FIA World Motorsport Council, that is the sports legislative body. So Domisni Kali have already revealed that F1 is aiming for a 23 race uh, schedule as was the case this year before a series of cancellation as a result of the pandemic led to a reorganization of the calendar and the series of substitute races F1 is hoping Yes, they are hoping that all the races that had to be cancelled this year and last Australia, yes, China, Canada, Singapore, as well as Japan will be able to return in 2022. Away from that, tennis and a homecoming event, yes, for US Open champion Emma Raducanu will be shown live on BBC uh, on Friday. So the 18-year-old history win in New York this month ended Britain's 44-year wait for a women's Grand Slam title. The program will be available to watch on, you know, BBC iPlayer, Red Tunes, and other platforms of BBC. You know, fellow British US uh, champion uh, Joe Salisbury, Gordon Reid, and Alfie Howard will also be involved with this particular event. So Raducano beats Canadian Leila Fernandez 6-4-6-3 as flushing medals, making her the first qualifier to win a major trophy. Yes. So the event is tomorrow. So look up to it. You can watch it and I'll definitely give you updates on that one. So those are the trending uh, international sports stories. And we come to Ghana country and the GFA prosecutor, has charged 10 players, you heard me right, 10 players of Ashanti Gold SC for violating Article 34.5 of the GFA Premier League regulations. Yes, so the GFA Premier League regulations, you know, I think they've really messed up because 
charging them is quite uh, delicate to do. So the players have been charged for facilitating and participating in the playing of a fixed match or a match of convenience during 2020-2021 Premier League Week 34 match between Ashanti Gold SC and the Inter Allies FC at the Len Clay Stadium on 17th of July. So the players who had been served with the charge sheets include Amos Adai, Amos Kofi Nkrumah, Dakosta Mpim, Emmanuel Owusu, Franka Koto, and Mohamed Bailu. So others are Solomon Efriye, Stephen Owusu, Banahene, Moses Kwame, and Eric Esso. So they are all expected to submit their statements of defense to the charges on or before Monday, September 27th, after which the GFA Disciplinary Committee will adjudicate their cases respectively. This is really a serious matter, you know. It's, it's just quite a number of players, you know, charged. But I hope they are able to defend themselves to get away from this particular charge and all that. We'll be speaking to one sports uh, enthusiast about Manchester United being out of the game. And also a little idea on the, the on talking of the bout this Saturday. I'm excited though. But before that, let's go for... Some transfer rumors and Tottenham have been linked with a move for Manchester United and France forward uh, Anthony Marshall and January Barcelona will have to pay 1.8 million euros. That is 1.5 million to release managerial target Roberto Martinez from the 48-year-old Spedina contract with the Belgium national team. But Martinez has played down the report uh, linking him to the job as a potential a potential replacement for under-fire Dutchman Ronald Quayman. Yes, so Bayern Munich are also interested in signing Chelsea and German defender Antonio Rudiger. But the 28-year-old wants to sign a new contract at Stamford Bridge. Yes, so Liverpool are also keeping an eye on the 25-year-old Real Madrid and Spain winger Marco Asensio. Arsenal and France, yes, Arsenal and France striker Alexander Lacazette has no desire to sign a new contract at the club. Yes, have no desire to sign a new contract. So Chelsea's Chelsea's Thomas Tuchel has hinted that England midfielder Ruben Loktos Cheek, uh, 25, has to impress him to salvage his Blues career. Manchester, yes, Manchester City have rejected a 15 million euro bid for Borussia Dortmund English striker Liam Lippard. I think it's, it's no big deal if they have rejected because them now they're out of the league. So Arsenal and AC Milan are interested also in signing club broods, uh, dirt ringer Noah Lang as well. So Barcelona. Yeah, they are here again. Barcelona stouts have watched Britain's uh, 20-year-old goalkeeper, Carwoods Wolf, who is currently on loan at Walsa. Yeah, so two Premier League clubs plus two sides in Italy and Germany are interested in signing FC Dallas and the United States striker Ricardo uh, Pepe from the MLS. 
S as well. So, you know, this transfers, I really hope that next summer they are uh, able to get through all this for the players to get teams they want to join as well. So, we'll be joined by Damien. Yes, I will get on some <sighs> revelations about Manchester's defeat. Hello, Damien, if you can hear me, you're welcome to the Spotted Bait on Ghana Talks Radio. Hello, Sandy. I can hear you very well. Okay, so first of all, I want to talk about the game yesterday. How was the game for you? Uh, it was a very frustrating one. I can Matthew, imagine. It was a very frustrating one. Uh, West Ham changed all their starting 11 with the exception of only one. They made 10 changes and still beat us. <laughs> so it's, it's just a very bad day to be United for me. Oh, that's all. It's just sad. Bado, bado. It's just sad. <laughs> so, what do you think was the problem yesterday? What do you think should have been done for uh, something great to happen for a win, not a defeat? I mean, it's just uh, everything boils down to the coach and the tactics that was played. Okay. I mean, United arguably has uh, the, the 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 greatest squad. I mean, the best squad in the league. Arguably, we have the best squad in the league. Okay. Uh, it, we can match everything here and there, but then I mean, it's just the coach and the tactics. I mean, if we get our tactics wrong, it's the Premier League you get punished. Absolutely. And some of the players we were expecting to step up, like the likes of Sancho and then Van de Beek. Okay. I mean, they didn't uh, hold their hand of the bargain. So I mean, that that's what happened. Okay. So when your finest um, personality, I mean, your sportsman, the finest, return back to Old Trafford, I'm talking of Cristiano Ronaldo. He made a statement that he is willing to score goals to help you. Uh, I'm talking of the Manchester United to get the trophy this season. What happens to that? What happened? Did did something bad change that particular statement? Or if you can tell me about that. I mean, uh, what I can say is nothing has changed really. I mean, we still have three trophies to play for. We still have the uh, Champions League, the league, and then... Uh, the FA Cup to play for, so I mean that doesn't change. But then going now from the uh, from the cup at these early stages, it's a bit disappointing for a club uh, like Manchester United. So I mean it still stands. We still have three trophies to play for. So I mean uh, we are still not going trophyless. We have three trophies to play for. Okay, so with Cristiano Ronaldo's performance, uh, let's uh -huh. say this his debut or his uh, initial performance at Manchester United, and you guys are ruled out of the league. Is the future promising? I mean, it is. It is. I mean, it's just the League Cup. I mean, the the League Cup we are out of it, but then the Premier League, the Championship itself. I mean, we are still in there. We are 13 points with Chelsea and Liverpool at the top of the table. Okay. Uh, the Champions League, we, we tasted our first defeat, but then we can bounce back as well. Mm. And I mean, the FA Cup too, we, we, are, we will be able to sail through. So, I mean, it's, it's promising. Uh, it's promising. I mean, the quote is, has been there disappointing so far. Okay. So, but then we just hope for the best. I mean, yeah. I was expecting to see a sack this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, like, just like some sack I know in some country, eh? Yes, yes. To, to, I was expecting a sack this one, but then I mean, I, I should have slept at the right place. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I think the match, the match, and you guys ruling out is quite devastating for the fans yes, as yeah, well. But you know, it's a game. It's either you win or you lose. So yep. away from the Manchester rule out, um, there is a bout this Saturday between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Isaac. 
what do you think will be the end result of this particular bout? I mean, I mean, if it goes the distance, and Joshua is winning, whether it is going to the distance or it is a knockout, Joshua is winning regardless. So I think Joshua learned his lessons from his last defeat. Now he even bounced back. So I'm not sure you underestimate anyone. They are both heavy punches anyway. They are both heavy punches. So I mean, Joshua is carrying the game. No doubt about that. I have wow. no doubt in my mind. He is retaining the heavyweight uh, championship. But what, when, it, when it comes to bouting, you know, the number of times uh, they have, you know, battle in the ring, Usayak has number of, you know, number of fights of 43 compared to Joshua with 10 fights. And you are still, you know, optimistic of the fact that Joshua is going to win this bout. It is. It is what it is. What, mean, what, special, what special ingredients is with Joshua that makes you, you know, super optimistic that he's definitely going to win this bout? You know, Joshua has that extra chip off his shoulder, on okay. his shoulder. I mean, he's the champ. Okay. He's the champion. He's coming to this um, bout uh, or this match as the huge favorite. Okay. Absolutely. He's a better fighter of the two. It's obviously, it's not even debatable. He's a better fighter of the two. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, it's and and obviously you go down as one of the greatest heavyweight boxers whoever wins the game absolutely so i mean a shark wouldn't be much of an opponent it would just be an, a, a day of the park for him i mean it, it will be a, just an easy win okay for me if you ask me okay all right so we're keeping our fingers crossed and see who will be you know the holder of the belt. Thank you so much, Damien, for joining me on the Salt Sit Bit today. Thank you for having me, Sunday. Okay. So you heard him. He's saying that Joshua is definitely winning. Let's see what is going to happen on Saturday. But on that note, that is where we draw the curtains on Sport Bit. Stay tuned for the Trini Hits countdown in some minute to come. My name is Sandra Asante. I'm out for now. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation.
services, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GGR. Entertainment Hub on Ghana Talks Radio with me, Sandra Asante. You can feel how I like to find these musics. Uh, you know, I'm vibing with you. So, you know how we do it. We turn up with entertainment stories to inform you, to get you excited about your favorite celebrities in the entertainment industry. So, let's go straight into the topics for today. And supermodel Linda Vandalista has said she had been left permanently deformed due to an adverse reaction to a fat reduction procedure so she's saying that it didn't turn out good for her so the 56 year old revealed she had experienced a recosmetic side effect of the treatment five years ago which actually increased her fat cells she wanted to get rid of it but it increased actually so this was she said i have been left as a media has described unrecognizable yes oh she told her 900,000 Instagram followers. So, you know, check out what you do with cosmetics and stuff. So, Evangelista explained it was a reason why she disappeared from the public eye. Because, you know, nobody want to imagine how she was feeling and how she looked. So, the Canadian model went on to say she had undergone two painful anti-sex for corrective surgeries after the slimming procedure, also known as body contouring, had had the opposite effect. So, she wanted to brighten it up, but it actually got bad. So away from that, David Simon, who created the Emmy-nominated U.S. crime series The Wire, has said he will not film his forthcoming show in Texas due to a new law there restricting access to abortions. You heard me right. So the new law bans abortion from as early as six weeks into pregnancy as an employer this is beyond politics simon posted this one on twitter and he said i can't and i won't ask female cast or crew to forgo civil liberties to film there so 
He's saying that he's never going to film in Texas. So he also asked his followers to suggest alternative filming locations. I think he should come to Ghana. So the new law came into effect on 1st of September and does not allow abortions after the detection of what anti-abortion campaigners call a futile heartbeat. Something medically authorities say is misleading. So, you know, the heavy law has been criticized by doctors and women's rights groups and is one of the most restrictive in the country. It took effect after the Supreme Court did not respond to an emergency appeal by abortion providers. So this is making him not to film in Texas. Again, away from Texas and TV drama, Waterloo Road is said to be revived on BBC One after six years, you know. The corporation announced this one today, and the high school show will focus on the challenges teachers, parents, and pupils have been facing during the pandemic. You know, pandemic is something super, super great to write about, to film about, to you know, read about, and feel it because it has really caused a lot of damage to us for the past few months. So, series eleven will be filmed in. Greater Manchester constituting the new long-running drama series from the north of England that was promised by the BBC director journal Tim Davin uh, in March. So Cameroon uh, Roach will also return as the program's executive producer. So, you know, something big is coming up. So stay tuned. So Panarin uh, uh, filmmaker Marvin Van Pebbles dubbed the godfather of Black cinema, yes, has died at age 89 with directors by Lee, Ava DuVernay and Barry Jenkins leading the tribute. So, you know, Van Pebbles famous for 1970s films, including Watermelon Man, The Sweet Sweet Backs, Bass, Dance Song, died in home in New York. Yes, that's true. is quite sad. So the family statement paid, you know, tribute to his relentless innovation. And, you know, Oscar Award uh, Rena Lee said that we have lost another giant. So, you know, the singer made headlines in 2011 when, you know, ah, I'm so sad. Oh, he should rest in peace. So, we are moving on to the exciting story today. I'm talking about Rihanna. I'm talking of Riri. You get what I'm saying? So you can quite remember her song in 2011, that vibe and we found love song. Let's get the song and I'll come and talk about it and you'll feel what I'm trying to say.
Yes, this is the song I'm talking about. You feel me? So this is We Found Love by Rihanna in 2011. And the singer made headlines in 2011 when she filmed this particular song in a field of Ibis Fast Road near Bangor County Down. And you know... She has made this particular artist, I'm talking of Rihanna Riri, has made 20 million albums and 60 million singles worldwide. Oh my goodness, she deserves a standing ovation. So this particular song has, for the past years, and we are having a shocking revelation today. The field where this particular song, this particular song's music video was shot, the farmer was not sure that the artist was rihanna and now he has come out to talk about what he was thinking of rihanna he said that he felt like she was too exposed with what she was wearing but he had no idea it was a music video so this particular song she featured Calvin harris yes on her talk that talk album in 2011 and you know this particular song won mtv video music award for video of the year as well as grammy award for best music video so you can understand what i'm trying to say so we we was brought to a halt by a dup counselor who objected to the amount of flesh on show during the shot of this particular video shoot in his field in county down so the farmer alan uh, graham expressed himself with what he was thinking at that time so let's listen to the farmer we'll be back and continue our stories yes Ooh, i'm excited he said he was he wasn't sure he never had any idea that it was rihanna actually but i'm surprised because i'm a fan of riri and you can understand what i'm trying to tell you she is one of the amazing artists so let's listen to her interview and come back the filament had gone from the front field which was close to the road into the back field that's when things got to a stage that I was uncomfortable with and uh, I asked them to stop the filming at that stage and they, they did that graciously. Indeed, Rihanna was very gracious and courteous and came over and shook hands with me four or five times and we parted company in good terms but uh, some aspects of the media tried to make out of the whole big row and a fight and all the rest of it which was not the case at all at all. Well, it wasn't a case of being scantily clad, it was been, uh, it was been a case of part of the clothing been missing altogether, let's put it that way. How have the past 10 years been since the filming of that video? Well, I understand Rihanna has officially become a billionaire. Uh, I keep farming to the money runs out, you know. <laughs> so this is the tree? Yes, I think it has become, the tree's become a little more dilapidated uh, over the last 10 years, a bit like myself. It's still standing though, isn't it? So. <laughs> So I wonder you haven't ringed it off, fenced it off, and, and written Rihanna was here. Certainly lots and lots of people photographed the tree uh, at different times. Somebody suggested I should cut the tree up a little bit and sell the wee bits across the world and make a fortune, but I haven't, haven't gone down that road yet. Ghana Talks Radio, number one. Yes, he revealed that he had no idea that it was one of the finest artists in the history of music, Rihanna, that he had encountered with, but you know how it is. Nothing can be hidden under the sun. And today he's revealing all. And I kind of like the fact that he said that Rihanna is a billionaire now. Of course, absolutely. She deserves it because she is diligent and hardworking. Away from Riri, four-time Oscar nominee, Sarasi Ronan has revealed she look up to the reality star, Kim Kardashian, 
for inspiration for her latest role. So the actress is making her UK stage debut as Lady Macbeth in Shakespeare's tragedy at the Amelda Theatre, North London, opposite the Scottish actor James McArdle as Macbeth. So, you know, Macbeth as like uh, Kim and Kanye's situation, Renan uh, told BBC, where they have been staged to their success and real kind of heights and low. So the pro decided to compare Macbeth and Lady Macbeth to, you know, a modern park couple that's professional but also has tenderness and there is so much of the private life that we don't know absolutely we don't know we keep up with the kardashians all the time but there is always some secret hidden from the fans we the viewers as well so ronan says they're referring to kardashian and her rapper husband kanye west who announced that they were divorcing earlier this year is quite sad though but even though People looking up to them for inspiration for their new role. Ah, that's amazing to hear. So away from that, Norton Hill director Roger Michelle has died at the age of 65. You know, his publicist has announced. I'm really um, sorry, sad about the fact that people are great people who are actually passing away. But, you know this year has been bad but we move on so in a statement issue to the press association he said it was a great sadness that he has a detective's a director's family confirmed he died yesterday that's quite sad so northern hill a 1999 romantic comedy which starred julia roberts and hugh grant became one of the highest grossing british film of all time so michelle was also known for other movies including venus and my cousin rachel so you know south African-born filmmaker is survived by four children, Harry, Rosie, Maggie, and Sparrow. We hope that his soul finds eternal peace. Away from that, Strictly star Corza Marquez has said reports that some pro dancers on the show are refusing to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, just speculations, you know. Saturday's show is due to go ahead as planned following stories published by The Sun that three of the professional dancers are unvaccinated. It's actually going to cause a lot of uh, tension because people actually want, don't ever want to get contacted with any COVID-19. So the BBC said that it has never confirmed the vaccination status of any of the show, adding that it is not in their place to say that. So Marcus told the morning everyone is free to make their own decision. So, you know, shouldn't listen to what is not true. And he has confirmed that talking of unvaccinated pro dancers, it is not true. So these are the international stories I have for you today. So let's get some music vibes. When I come back, I'm going to talk about BB Niger. The stories are shocking. So stay tuned. I'll be back after the musical break. Make it the dime. I'm spitting these physical lyrics while we up in the club. It's me, I'm more to life, so let me make you. 
mind. You playing hard to get mommy in the ghetto tonight. I live high, people on my scande. I am the one and only, and I'm the one who's really hard to get so recognize it. It ain't day, baby, nah, nah, ain't that right? You know how we do it. I know you're feeling the music as I am doing right here. So let's get straight to BB Niger's story and dancehall singer. Yes, a singer Allen, aka Orizi, has condemned Big Brother Niger. Shine your eye, BB. Uh, housemate, I'm talking about Saga for his attitude regarding Nini's disappearance. So Saga became sober and broke down in tears on Thursday after he learned Nini was missing from the house. This Saga guy is getting on my nerves. So Saga's reaction after Nini's disappearance has left fans of the show with mixed reactions. While some emphasize with, you know, some are emphasizing on the fact that 
Saga is being too dramatic and others are sympathizing with Saga. Others insist his emotional breakdown is unnecessary seeing that he is in a competition for 90 million naira and Nini has made it clear she has a boyfriend outside the house. So, you know, I don't know why Saga is doing that, but you might never know. Life has a good turn. It might be lucky for him. So, Orizi took to his inner Instagram story saying that Saga's obsession with Nini who has a boyfriend outside the house should not be celebrated of course i don't think i think so with him because i don't think he should be sober and all about you might never know you know he's having a current and a heart for nini you might never know so according to him he dislikes men who lose focus in life because of women especially in a game where 90 million naira is involved absolutely i really side with a reason so away from saga and his soberness bb niger season shine your eye house miss i'm talking of angel has proven on the show so far to be uh, the contestant who sparked you know conversations the female housemates recently engaged co-housemates para in a heated fight amidst the disappearance of fellow housemate nini do you know what happened Hmm, it's shocking. So while at a parent made jokes that he did not sit well with the 28 uh, 21 year old angel who is in turn lashed out over the insensitivity of those words during a cold moment in the house. You know how parent is sometimes you get mean and all that, but Angel lashed out without holding back as she warned the ex-military man to mind his ways around her. She's giving a warning. She's mad about this. So, Saga has finally found comfort again after the love of his life. You get what I'm saying? Nini returned to the house following her disappearance for 24 hours. If you can remember, that was a secret um, prank Nini had with Biggie to just disappear from the house for 24 hours and see the reaction of the housemate. But indeed, I think Bibi saw a lot of things because, you know, Saga was crying and all that. So Nini had vanished from the house following the task imposed on her by Viggy. And uh, the housemates disappeared, caused confusion in the house. One that affected Saga, who even wept. John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. This one, Saga, is weeping. So Nini, however, smiled back into the house late in the night into her bed, even though co-housemates Paris swore to have heard her footsteps and also saw her when she returned. Hey, Perry he's lying i don't believe him so away from that tega dominic yes ex housemate has reacted after boma signed a deal with african international film festival yes recall some hours ago boma announced he backed the deal via his verified instagram page yesterday and the native of delta state shared a photo with choma ude the founder and executive director of african international film festival he captioned it with amazing amazon yes so tega has congratulated boma on that away from boma and tega recently evicted housemates i'm talking of yusif said he came on the show to represent the northern region Yes, according to Yusif, a lot of people from the north haven't been represented on the show. And he, an indigent of the plateau state, wanted to make history in the entertainment industry. And I think he really did because he he came quite a long way. So what pushed me, this is what he said, what pushed me was a lot of people from the north haven't really 
been represented in the show so i just wanted to make history in the entertainment industry and i just wanted to do it as much as possible and i really think he made it so as the biggest platform for the youth out there it was going to change my life and at that moment things were going in well at home i was just looking for that dream so indeed he has lived and lived well with that dream so away from you see as expected some contestants would have more highlights than others considering how much they get fans and nigerians talking about them so one lady who has so far sparked conversations on social media at different time is angel smith yes angel the youngest so far she is the youngest because sasuke was part of the youngest people on the show but she has been evicted so queen uh, i mean Angel is a ruling queen of, you know, I love it, youngest hood. So, in the fresh episode of Big Brother Nigeria Fight Housemates, Angel and Perry found themselves in a nasty row as things get heat between them. I told you about it earlier. But the shocking thing is, their fight started when Angel became pissed over how Perry had been pointing fingers at people who were mostly aware of Nini's whereabouts. And when it seems like he was going to point at Angel, she wasn't any of it causing her to lash out at him <clears throat> do you know what he was saying i'll tell you later so earlier with a fight when angel couldn't take it anymore she lashed out at him and things go nasty from there in course of the fight angel is her telling perry who attacked her about her teeth and angel said you didn't know about my teeth when do you want to hear about it when your sexual organ was getting hard in my mouth what angel this girl is fire herself yes that's what happened if it's true you hear what i said so away from them nini came back to the house and you know all the housemates are quite excited but the guy who was dying to see her actually is having a mixed feeling now yes it turned out that, you know, out of fake housemates, he would have, you know, changed into his sleeping place. So during Nini's disappearance from the house in her secret prank task, Why Money has come up with a theory that Nini must be a fake housemate. And following Nini's return, Saga and Perry were discussed on the issue when Perry said he knew Nini's disappearance was a prank because Perry actually hinted them. He said that he felt like it was a prank because of what happened with um, Luca Rose and Saga to keep that distance from their lovers in the house. So Perry felt like it was a prank though, but you can never tell what it would be. So they were all waiting for what's going to happen. So Saga then responded that if Nini was indeed a fake housemate, he would have to enroll into a psychiatric home as he couldn't take it knowing she was not real after bonding for this well i think yeah he needs that psychiatric um you know remedy is good for him so that's what saga is saying so away from saga's story following bb niger housemate saga's breakdown after his love interest disappeared from the house a twitter user has taken to his page to propose a considerable amount of money to nini's boyfriend to leave nini for saga wow this is quite a thoughtful fan you know nini said she has a, go a boyfriend outside the house but saga is still glued to it so this particular fan is donating should i say donating giving for free gifting you know 
Nini's boyfriend, the outside boyfriend, to leave Nini for Saga because there have been many reactions from viewers and fans following Saga's reaction of what happened. So the Twitter user took to his page offering Nini's boyfriend a sum of 5 million naira. You heard me right. That's a lot of money. 5 million naira to quit relationship for saga for him to avoid having a mental breakdown at the end of the show i really really do support this particular dude because saga would definitely break down you know he is obsessed with nini super obsessed with nini i've never seen this before from the inception of the show they have been glued to each other they can even ask themselves i'm going to pee will you go and pee with me who does that so I think this idea is good. So this is what exactly he posted. He said, if you are Nini's boyfriend, please let Saga have a, I'll send 5 million to your account. Yes, I don't want him going through the mental breakdown after the show. Indeed, he will be broken down if Nini chooses her boyfriend over Saga. I think we have to take him to the psychiatric hospital as he said so this is the bb and i just stories i have for you today and it's not just the stories it's the end of the entertainment hub on ghana talks radio my name is sanjo asante i'll see you tomorrow enjoy the rest of your evening i'm out of here This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation.